I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello one and all and welcome to Behind the Glass. We are back and we are back in visual and audio form. It is 2018, the year that I finally commit to this podcast. Uh, Welcome listeners and welcome viewers. You are now joining us hopefully on the new YouTube, Behind the Glass YouTube channel. Uh, If you're listening, then you're not. You're just uh, listening on audio. As you will be able to see, if you're watching, I'm joined by Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Tony, say hello to all of our audio listeners who can't see you. Hello, good afternoon. It's afternoon, so I've got to say good afternoon. <laughs> this is going to be incredibly confusing. I'm basically going to stop addressing viewers and listeners because I'm just going to get confused. Just be aware of the fact that there are now viewers and listeners. And also be aware of the fact that Tony is going to be a very regular guest on this podcast. Um, you look so happy about that, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> the main thing I was struggling with with Behind the Glass, keeping it regular, was guests. I want this to be a predominantly guest-orientated, focused sort of interview-type podcast, but sorting those guests was hard to do. Uh, Tony and I found that we had a lot to talk about around cars, and so we could probably just talk to each other about cars when I couldn't find a guest. <laughs> or you've got no friends. Or I, yeah, <laughs> It's more like it. Thank, thanks, Tony. <laughs> so yes, that's essentially it. Tony is my, my saviour. Only friend. My <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Tony's my only friend, and hence the only person going to be appearing on this podcast. Um, so he won't be here every single episode. I'll boot him out when someone more interesting comes along. But otherwise, you can expect to see Lord Gravelwood with me. Um, as and when. So as I say, if you're listening to this, please be aware that Behind the Glass it now has its own YouTube channel. So youtube.com... Actually, it's not that yet because I can't secure the custom Earl for a few more weeks. Um, But if you go into YouTube and type behind the glass, hopefully the channel comes up. Um, You are joining us inside the old office uh, at Gravelwood Car Sales, Tony's old office, because still, despite the fact that for the last six months you've said, oh, we're almost done, your new showroom isn't actually completed yet. It, it is partly my fault because I keep changing my mind. Okay, (laughs) keep changing the tiles. (laughs) Italian to tie. No tired tiles. Um, But it is coming together and at some point we will do a full reveal video of your new showroom because amazingly the cars that are are here on your forecourt in your showroom every time I come back are getting kind of better and better, Tony. Thank you. It's it's impressive to see when I first came to Tony's dealership I will say that there were a few gems and then a lot of like your everyday 
solid cars. Well, now there's a lot of like really nice sporty bits and C63s and E43s and AMGs. And I just mentioned a lot of Mercedes, haven't I? That yeah, why well, have you done that? I don't know. Big Mercedes fan over here. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's amazing. So uh, that's it. That's kind of the, uh, the housekeeping out of the way. Let's crack on with our first podcast of the year. And I want to kick things off with what I think is potentially one of the most depressing things happening this year. The release of the McLaren Senna. I know that the actual release happened last year, but that means they'll, they're going to be coming out this year. Is it really that bad? Oh, my God. I just... Oh. Okay. For those that don't know about... Do you know about this car? I know bits. I yeah, know how much it is. No, bits. Uh, how much is it? 750,000. Oh, plus tax. I think 750 th- pounds. Pounds. Okay. Sterling. So this car, uh, codenamed P15 for a long time. Now, all of this is unconfirmed. This is stuff that I've heard through the grapevine or I'm just making up. Um, But as far as I've been told, this was the sort of McLaren's uh, attempt at making their most track-focused car for the road because they may be taking it back to Le Mans or at least some kind of formal racing. But isn't Le Mans finishing? No, what? No, a lot, coming out of a lot of teams have dropped out of LMP1, oh. but but probably in the GT class. So against 488s, against um, Porsches, against uh, what else runs in that series? Struggling a bit. <laughs> God, Lamborghini? Clearly, clearly not falling back La- into the... Lamborghini? Do they run in... I think they do. G- uh, oh, I don't know no, about they Le Mans, do Super Trofeo, don't they? Okay. Uh, as I say, because none of this is confirmed, I have no idea if McLaren still have those ambitions or what series they plan on running this car in but I, I was told that originally it was a limited run number of cars um, that was basically homologation that that was why they were doing it they had a racing car that they needed to homologate which means that uh, you know for some series you have to prove that it's basically a road car you can't just enter anything otherwise people would come up with crazy 6,000 horsepower it's got to be entered into production right exactly okay, so that's what the homologation part is so that that's what I heard however long story short this car got unveiled at the McLaren Christmas party now I actually have a friend who's ordered one of these cars and he told me he went to the factory to see it and to spec it up and he was so excited. He was like, man, this thing is crazy. It's like the most hardcore 720S you've ever seen in your life and apparently it's lapping tracks quicker than a P1 GTR. So I was like, this thing is going to be mental. It doesn't look like a 720S. The covers came off. It looks like a clown car. (laughs) It doesn't look great. Honestly. I don't know what they were thinking. Come on, Tony. You cannot like the way that car looks. It looks like something you'd wake up with after 10 beers yeah (laughs) it looks like like your mate bob's made it in his shed he literally (laughs) looks like a kit car where he's gone into halfords and he's bought like all the spare parts and gone i'll sit down i think i saw something similar in bulgaria a few weeks ago i'm not even kidding like it's (laughs) oh what annoys me is i love what mclaren are doing in terms of pushing the envelope forward keep bringing out new cars they just seem to everything they bring out seems to be the best in its bracket it's every, an evolution every, every time. journalist yeah, yeah. loves it um you know we've owned the sports series models 570s 540c i arguably think at that price point they are the best at doing what they do this is just like taking it too far in my opinion because they've tried to be like it's not aesthetically pleasing it's just about performance we've made it aerodynamically as good as it can be so we don't care how it looks no but, it's but, a road car yeah but but isn't every supercar just about performance but they still look good they still look good because it is a like I don't care about going that fast. Like, if it's going to be just that focused on speed on track, make it a track-only car. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even the Vulcan's bloody good-looking, in my opinion, and that's a track-only car. But, but 
It, Vulcan sounds good as well. I bet the McLaren won't sound like that. Imagine, right? Imagine this scenario. Neither of us have ever been it. Well, we'll ever be in this scenario again because we're 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 committed to our relationships. But imagine you're on a you're on a hot date in central London, and or you're on on a night out, and you meet this girl at the bar, and going well, you're being smooth, and you kind of think, oh, do you want to do you want to ride imagine home? You smooth? No, <laughs> not with that shirt on. <laughs> For those of you who are not watching, I'm wearing a very lovely. Uh, I don't know what you call this shirt, but it's yellow and it's checked. <laughs> Looks oh. like he's dressed up in his mum's curtains, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, wait, wait, back to the story. Basically, you're, you're being suave and smooth and you say, darling, let me give you a ride home in my automobile. She goes, oh, what car do you have? I have a McLaren. Oh, you have a McLaren. You step outside and you've got bloody Noddy's car or a Thunderbird's car. Yeah. It's never going to... And that was always the, the Top Gear ice cool, cool box test, wasn't it? What would Claudia Schiffer or Elle McPherson think if they stepped out of a bar and saw you get into that? And yeah. I think they'd laugh. Yeah. It looks like something a five-year-old. Okay, yeah. I can tell you're trying to avoid getting too involved in uh, this conversation, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that bothered. Mm. Yeah, but, okay. I, I understand. I mean, I don't know why I'm getting so frustrated by you it. You are really annoyed. I'm really annoyed by it. I think mainly because of the name. But anyway. Clearly, Maybe you wanted to buy one, mate. What? Maybe you wanted to buy one. No, no, I didn't want to buy one. And I didn't have one. Secretly, was, secretly, Sam was trying to get one. His slot got taken, so now he hates it. I, the, what annoys me is I know when the reviews come out and if I were ever to have the opportunity to drive it, it will be the most incredible thing ever. And what frustrates me is that McLaren are using that as an argument to make a hideous-looking car. And yeah, I, I just don't want manufacturers to go that way because, as I say, don't get me wrong, I think McLaren are amazing. I think they're incredible at what they do and I know that car will be unbelievable. But I personally don't think... Oh, someone's got an email I personally don't think that they should be focusing on performance so much that all aesthetics go out of the window but, but is performance really an issue either because what about like I said every other supercar they're all about performance anyway yeah. they all do like but this is you, the ultimate performance yeah, is anything yeah. going to be able to get close to but, but isn't the 720s an ultimate performance car yeah, I guess like, that's yeah, but that's where that's where the lines get a bit blurred now between how fast all these cars are they're like Apple, McLaren. Like, yeah, literally, they're bringing yeah. a car out. That's exactly how they're, it's their business model. That's their business model. And then you, I, like, I want every single... It's like Apple. I want every iPhone yeah. for no reason. I don't yeah. need a new iPhone, but I want them. And it's the yeah. same with McLaren. Every new McLaren that comes out, I want it. Um, anyway, let's take a breath and move on because I'm about to boil over with uh, something. Um, and talk about other cars that are going to be coming out in 2018 because the McLaren Center is not the only one that we're hoping to see hit the streets or at least be unveiled at some car shows. Um, I'm going to kick things off. Uh, Aston Martin Vanquish. Some spy pics have come out recently of the Aston Martin Vanquish testing around in camouflage. So this is the uh, hardcore variant, I guess, of the DB11, a bit like the Vanquish, old Vanquish Reserve. Or the DBS. Is it, oh. is it like that? Is oh, it yeah, like maybe that? it's going to be... Oh, I wonder if it's going to be called a Vanquish. That's mm. a good point, actually. We don't. I just assumed it's good. I think people have assumed it's going to be called the Vanquish, but it could easily be a DBS. Yeah. Anyway, there is a hardcore DB11 being tested, okay. which I think is exciting because for me... That was the disappointment about the DB11 when I got behind the wheels. It was too comfortable. You're and excited about this? Yeah. Oh, you know I'm an Aston fan. I know you're not, but I'm an Aston fan. And I was a little bit disheartened by the looks of the new Vantage, but I still think it will be cool. That's just because I'm a fan of the old Vantage. DB11 uh, bored me a little bit. It's just a bit too safe. I know that they're going after like the Bentley Continental market and stuff, so it had to be... It's a bit too Mercedes. Oh. Yeah. yeah no, no, it is, but... Yeah, yeah. but did I mean 
if you said Lamborghini is a bit too Audi, I would say that's only a good thing. Mm, yeah, but Lamborghini is all about shirty and guns and Larry. But now you're right. Like the Hurricane's probably the best-selling car they've ever, ever yeah. made, and that's because of Audi. So I guess it's whether Aston retain their Aston-ness. Well, they haven't because it's gone because of Mercedes. But do you not think Aston are on the verge of something very exciting? They've got partnered up with Red Bull Formula One team. They've got Adrian Newey helping them build the Valkyrie Nebula crazy blah, 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 which will eventually come out. They've just hired Chris Goodwin, the McLaren test driver, who developed every single McLaren ever and one of the greatest test drivers. I think he'll be the Balboni of his day, I reckon. They've just stolen him. They've stolen a whole lot of people from Ferrari. They're clearly, with this Mercedes investment, really pushing forward to develop cool stuff you don't hire Goodwin to develop GT cars no no that's right but what but what Aston were all about was they all as I didn't think they were that good as a car the old Aston mm. obviously mm. but they had a bit of soul and a bit of passion mm. mass producing and Mercedes getting involved is it going to take that away yeah. what, and then do they become boring Fair enough. I think that's that's what they need to do. They need to make sure they are staying on that edgy, exciting, yeah. you know, what the V12 Vantage was. Don't let go of that and make too many AMG GTs and nicer bodies. Yeah, because that that's ultimately what it will be. Okay. Um, let's move on. Uh, we've just spent the day in Tony's brand new 991.2 Porsche 911 GT3. Sick! 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 <laughs> I literally got in that car and about 10 metres down the road, I was like, oh my good lord! <laughs> uh, which was no surprise, but hopefully you guys would have seen that video by now. If not, head over to youtube.com forward slash seen through glass to check When's it out. When's this go out, mate? I have no idea. Okay, um, I ask this every time. Let's talk about um, other Porsches that are expected or, or hopefully going to be coming out this year. I will kick things off with the 718 Cayman GT4. Mm. More spy shots of this car. Um, it, it, it is expected. We have very little information, but obviously the latest variant of the GT4. Big question is, is it going to be a turbocharged engine or is it going to be naturally aspirated? Yeah, that is the big question. Have you seen this, where the exhausts are coming out the, out the bumper? No. Out the middle where, of the bumper? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what mm. I've seen. I hope that it is the 991.1 Carrera engine. The 3.8. 3.8. The non-turbocharged. The non-turbocharged, but not the GT3. No, no, no. What is that? What was in the Carrera S, the old generation? The 3.8. Was it 3.8? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, cool. I know my Porsche it so won't, well. Uh, it I'm new to the Porsche gang. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I think they'll put the 991.2 Carrera engine in, which is the turbocharged engine. That's the more likely, because I think that 3.8 engine's gone. Oh, I think that's gone. They just finished. They're done. They finished it with the GT4, and I think that's it. Because it wouldn't. The biggest complaint I have about my car, which I've talked about many, many times, and everyone has talked about on the internet, is the sound of it. Yep. And I don't think Porsche would release a GT car that sounded poo. No, 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 no. Because if you even if you think about the the current GT3, your car, all the other 911s have gone turbocharged, but they Apart went, oh, that. screw that." <laughs> We're keeping this one naturally aspirated. Which makes me think that maybe it's a... The, the thing is, if it's a detuned 4-litre, like everyone's going to buy the GC4. Well, that's the thing. They can't make it so good that it's a real rival to... to the GT3. Yeah. It, 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 it's then a mid-engine Porsche supercar. Yeah. It, it can't be that. It's got to be a mid-engine sports car still. So they're not going to make... It might be something heavily detuned, but I think it will... 
I hope it will be natural gas braided. I yeah, think so if it I. is, because the biggest un- people will underestimate the 718's chassis and the changes they made, the improvements they made over the 981. It's an incredible car, but because of the engine and the sound, people write it off. Are you? Pl- uh, we haven't really spoke about your car. Are you, are you pleased with it? Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, and good. the more time I spend in it, the better I think it is. It's just a complete the most complete package i've experienced in a car and and it's brilliant but the sound is really disheartening because when you start pushing on and you start having fun you you don't get the sense of speed or the sense of occasion because the noise isn't there it's loud but it's just got no tone to it so it's just like a dead tone it's the only thing i would change if that was my only car i would be very disappointed but the reason that i when we went on the test drive i was aware of this is i'm super lucky and spoiled that i got the bloody 360 hanging around and that's what i can go out and be shouty in so, how's that going? Yep. Uh, <laughs> I don't think the update video would have been out by the time this podcast is out, so just a little preview of that. Um, uh, you may remember that the end of last year, I took the car down to Goodwood with uh, an engine light warning. Uh, the car's actually all right. It's all so right. So the, the guys at Ava Engineering came to check it out with the most expensive, really intense, like, Ferrari diagnostics machine ever. I loved it. Um, they plugged it in. The, the engine was misfiring on startup. So apparently what this is, which they've actually experienced, stop smirking. <laughs> we'll talk about your fryer in a second. Um, is that there's a, something to do with the emissions. Oh, here he is. Just kicking. I mean, working with us. I just signed you up full time, Tony. And now you're banging the microphones. Mate, how much are you paying me for this? <laughs> anyway, so what, <laughs> apparently there's, again, I'm going to go into this in more detail in, a, in an entire video and, and hopefully getting it fixed. But in the emissions, there's something at the top of the engine, which is either a bit of plastic or a bit of tubing, which can corrode. So either the tubing can split or the plastic can corrode, which means that on startup, the fuel doesn't evacuate in the proper way. It builds up. So the engine thinks, oh, there's a problem. And it's only on startup and it flags and then the car's totally fine, which is why they said it was fine to take down to Goodwood, why the car seems totally all right, but it needs to get fixed. Anyway, I've banged on too long. That is coming in a separate update video. Um, I'm glad I asked. Yes, let's. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Talk about your 488, <laughs> which also seems to have a check engine light. Uh, anyway, anyway, so uh, GT4, GT4. Uh, any other Porsches we know about this year? <laughs> Moving on. Um, GT3 RS. Oh, really? I think there's a Gen 2 GT3 RS, yeah. Oh, wow. It'll be um, Geneva stroke. No, Fra- not no, Geneva. Gene- maybe Frankfurt. Maybe Frankfurt. Then. When was the... RS to the GT3 last time. How long was the? Was it a year? Yeah, eighteen say, months. Yeah, it was about a year, eighteen months. But they're saying my Porsche dealer is saying they'll announce it this year at some point. But I think Geneva will be too soon. That'll be a bang yeah. on. That's bang on a year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, they still haven't finished um, delivering. No, the yeah. GT3. I, I think RS has maybe announced at the end of the year in whatever Frankfurt or whatever. Frankfurt or, or okay. whatever, and then released. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, or eighteen. Right. right. Nineteen. No, we're 18 now, mate. Yeah, yeah, so 19. 19. I, I think they'll be on the road in 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, that was... Uh, <laughs> we're on it, mate. Um, uh, moving on very quickly, uh, Jaguar I-Pace I want to talk about because I saw a tweet today or yesterday about somebody having their first in-car experience in the I-Pace. I think there's a lot of confusion with Jaguar with the E-Pace, the I-Pace, the F-Pace. The I-Pace is the all-electric one. The E-Pace is the Evoke rival. Yeah. And, and that was confusing because the E-Pace got announced very re- soon after the I-Pace and you'd think E for electricity and anyway, a bit weird. Uh, but the I-Pace is the all-electric one, which I think is incredibly exciting. And they're going to be doing a racing series, a Formula E support series with racing I-Paces, which I think is really cool. Yeah, yeah. And First, right? Yeah, yeah. And funnily enough, I'm going to the round in Morocco, in Mar- Marrakesh, where I think they're going to be trialing this I-Pace racing car series thing. So I'm actually excited by that. And I think I'm intrigued by hybrid cars do they have an engine or is it full electric I meant to say electric cars (laughs) because they're starting to be good looking forever it was you know the ugly duckling of the family was a hybrid or an electric but now with the I-paces with Teslas with things like that they're sort of slightly more attractive propositions I think oh sorry I just don't agree with you okay we just spent three or four minutes about your Cayman about the noise and now you're saying you're interested in electric cars that make no noise. I was nervous bringing this topic up because uh, I know you hate electric cars. <laughs> and again, if you're a long-term viewer of the channel, you may remember that I went out in a Tesla Model X with Tony and Jonty from Supercar Driver. And it was one of the scariest experiences of my life. Mainly because Tony... killed us. You, well, you nearly exploded with rage about the whole situation. Yeah, so but I was right. You, <laughs> Okay, let's move on because I'm not knowledgeable enough to. Uh, we need to, you know, we need to get Paul Wallace on this. He's now the biggest electric car fan in the world. Oh. He'll bore us to death. Let's talk about full-blooded V12s then. Uh, Lamborghini Aventador. Now you might be thinking, how on earth are they going to bring out another Lamborghini Aventador? Well, I think they're going to try. It's going full electric. <laughs> <laughs> um, for a while now, there have been more spy shots of a sort of what looks like a hardcore or at least a new variant of the Aventador. Now, surely that model line is due a freaking upgrade with a double clutch. <laughs> haven't they, haven't they just bring up? Haven't they just bring out a new Aventador? Bloody hell! It's non-stop, is it? I mean, you would think there's going to be an Aventador SSV. But I think what it is, I think they're going to call it the Aventador GT. 
you remember the Diablo GT? No. Yeah. Diablo GT was super hardcore one. They had an orange one at uh, Pebble Beach this year that everyone took pictures of. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So okay. I think it'll be cool with the Aventador GT. I think it's going to be the final Aventador. Big hurrah. Sort of the performante. Like like an SV, but even more crazy. I, I personally think. Which, like, fair enough, cool. With a single clutch gearbox. Yep, still. Yeah. Cool. Send it an email to change gear. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, just because I wanted an excuse to talk about it, if we're talking about hardcore Italian supercars, we've got to talk about the pictured, rumoured, imminent arrival of the 4A8 Speciale GTO blah, blah, blah. Hardcore 4A8. Here we go. Here we go. Here the we car go. that Tony is throwing money at every Ferrari dealership <laughs> to try and get a slot on. Um, so yes, a few pictures have been coming out. Again, spy shots of a sort of hardcore looking 4A8 or a modified 4A8, which everyone is speculating is going to be their sort of speciale version. Now, when I was in Italy for the 60th anniversary, a lot of people, 70th anniversary, <laughs> went back 10 years. <laughs> nice one. Uh, cheers. Um, I'm drunk. Uh, a lot of people were talking about the fact that this car was going to be called the GTO, the 488 GTO. Yeah. Now, apparently this comes because the moniker GTB often precedes GTO. Correct. So the 488 GTB, everyone's like, oh my God, I'm a GTO. I didn't actually know that fact. I, I never picked up on that. And I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. And I'm now determined to find a GTB that then didn't get a GTO. And I'm pretty sure there are a few out there. But anyway, um, it's a big shout for any Ferrari to get that GTO badge, yeah, wouldn't is, yeah. you say? Yeah, yeah. And that 599, as incredible as a car as it was, people really pooed on it because it got the GTO badge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They were like, it's no way, Khan, it doesn't live up to having a GTO badge. So, Clarkson. Clark Everyone booed on it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the 488 has been a controversial Ferrari from day one. It's not the Ferrari that everyone loves. We're going to get on to... I'm going to let you speak in a second because I know you're just itching. <laughs> so to give the 488 quite a controversial car, the GTO badge, to me, is just like Ferrari going, eh, we're going to stir the pot. We're just going to piss... Like, they just don't care. They don't care. So, Tony, please share your thoughts on the potential 488 GTO. What's going to be the best car in the world? <laughs> Oh, Tony, it I couldn't, couldn't agree more. It will be. No. Why do you... Okay, so you love your 488. Yeah. Uh, do you have any complaints? No. So there's a morning light on. <laughs> Apart from that, it doesn't work. Um, so a GTO variant, a hardcore stripped out... Good. Closing up shop for the day. Um, don't know if you could hear that, by the way. There was a, a big shutter being shut or opened uh, in Tony's workshop. Workshop? Showroom? Don't Unit. know what's going on. Unit. Um, so yes, a hardcore lightweight stripped out could only be a better version of the 488, right? Got to be. At which point you think it's going to be the best car in the world? Yeah. That's it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What, what more can I say? <laughs> Not much. But... It, it just, it's just got to be, isn't it? I guess. It's uh, going to be another game changer. I love the 488. Uh, and probably not as much as you do, but I, I genuinely do love it. Um and I don't even think it needs a, a hardcore variant. I, I, it makes me, it baffles my mind as to how much they could improve that yeah. car. But a lot of people out there don't like it. They think it's too soft. They think it's not a Ferrari. They think it's too supple. So you've got the to think. noise, blah, blah. Yeah, bore, 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 bore. Do you think Ferrari are going to try and answer some of those critics? Or do you think they're just going to make the car they want to make? They're going to make the car they want to make like they always have done. Yeah. They don't and care. it's going to be brilliant, right? And it'll be brilliant. And that's it. And everyone will buy it. And there'll be a two-year waiting list. There'll be a hundred and fifty grand over list. And that'll be that. What McLaren does that, mate? <laughs> oh, here he goes. Nice, true, isn't it? Well, yeah. Okay. Or any enough. manufacturer, any Porsche. of them. 
Porsche. GT3. Exactly. GT3 RS. But, but Porsche and Ferrari are the only two. And they're the only two that literally put their middle finger up to to anyone collecting or, or aspiring to or whatever. Please, we can. I don't want to stop your people from working. So um, c- carry on, Squire. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, See you, mate. Cheers. Bye. Taking delivery of a car? Don't know. <laughs> Again, uh, we are in a working workplace. If you aren't watching us, um, you would have missed the fact that was one of uh, Tony's team just dropping off some keys there because we are currently <laughs> in the office in his old showroom. Um, but yes, that's the thing is that Porsche came out when they, when they did the 911 GT3 touring pack, essentially undermining the 911R. Everyone was yeah, like, that was two fingers up. Literally, everyone, like, everyone was like, oh, everyone was like pissed off. But Porsche went, we don't care. We're not building cars for you to make money on. We're building yeah. cars that people want. People, sure. people wanted a manual lightweight gt3 here it is that's it so i think ferrari and porsche are brilliant in that aspect um and it does create a sort of allure to their products that maybe other manufacturers are struggling to do because mclaren i don't know this but building 500 lt coupes and then 500 lt spiders straight away straight after felt a bit overkill yeah it was they could have waited a bit longer you know because now the 720s out LT values are going down. Yeah. But if you look at when the 488 came out, speciality prices went up. <laughs> exactly. And um, even and even and even 488 prices 458 488 what do you four, talking about? even 488 prices yeah. haven't gone down to the extent that like a 650 or something. Yeah. It's 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 a hard one to put a finger on, but Ferrari have always been very good at that in terms of value and stuff. So 488 GTO I think has got to be a very exciting prospect. Now Thinking about 488 GTOs, thinking about any cars. I have got a text message. Hello. Let's hope that's my Amazon delivery. (laughs) Um, uh, I ordered a new thing for the kitchen. It's like a food processor so I can make smoothies. It's not Alexis, is it? No, no. (laughs) Alexa. (laughs) Alexa. Alexa. Um, uh, But uh, anyway, talking about amazing cars, we're getting into the time of planning road trips, European road trips. Um, At least I am. What would be maybe of those cars we just mentioned, or a uh, dream car for the dream road trip? Uh, and I've been thinking about this as well. Oh, really? Cause, yeah, because I told you we were going to talk about it. Plan yeah. this a little bit, guys. We have a <laughs> go on. Tell me. You go first. Okay, I have two. <laughs> no, you can only have one, mate. Oh, you can say the two, but you've got to pick one. You can't just—it's like moving a goalpost. You can't do that. Okay. You're going to be surprised by the one that I'm going to pick. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Let's have a criteria. Yeah. Is it a car that's coming or... It, it can be to... dream car. Okay, so fine. you can't make it up. But dream car, dream road, dream time of year. I've picked. I'm going to go with Ferrari. No surprise there. Enzo. Idiot. <laughs> on Highway 1 in California. It's possibly the worst because Highway 1 is full of caravans, sightseers. Speed limits are awful. It's a bit tight and narrow in parts, which you don't want an Enzo on. But the scenery is some of the best scenery I've ever seen. It's like you're playing a computer game. There's, it's not real life. There's plenty of straights, which I think the Enzo would suit. And for me, that car is just... Oh my God, I'm getting so many text messages. Um... That car is kind of like one of my holy grails. I don't, I don't want to own it, but I just want to do a road trip in it. I just think it would be amazing. Like, what an experience. And you've got all of that, LA up to Monterey, and wow. But 
you, you want a convertible for that, mate. No, just no, you. I'm going to get sunburned. I burn easily. I, 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 I want the noise. That was my impression of an Enzo. I'm, the gears were a bit too quick in that impression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's a weird one, I fully admit. And it's, it's kind of like, it would cause me more pain than pleasure. But I think it would be something I would never forget. So hit me, what is yours? GT2 RS. Oh, God, of course. Stelvio Pass. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Not the Stelvio. You have a miserable time. No. <laughs> you, you won. I think you won. Much more the long sweeper. You want, you want Bavaria, South Germany. It's Stelvio. Like, it's too narrow. Everyone goes yeah. crazy about Stelvio. It's too narrow. Yeah, because you're going to be on the edge. And if you get the GT2 RS wrong, you're coming off, mate. There's no reset. You're, you're dead. But do you like switchbacks hairpin switchbacks yes. or do you like tight yeah I like mountain. switchbacks tight, all of that all of that all of that and the GT2 RS will be that will be the car okay. 30 degrees I mean I'm not surprised by your choices so it's good it's good I'll give you it's good it's good what's better then Enzo on Highway 1 <laughs> <laughs> um, okay so two very different choices there I'm pretty sure oh my can I just check my phone actually because this might be something <laughs> Oh, it's Alejandro. It's Salamondrin. Alejandro, I'm just getting your messages. There we go. That's weird. He does a good podcast. He does, doesn't yeah. he? He's um, probably got anyway, a couple more friends. Text, text you back in a second, Alejandro. <laughs> um, so, uh, does he watch you? Oh, I doubt it. No, I doubt it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Um, yes. Okay. Two very different dream car road trips there um, that I think a lot of people will side with Tony on um, yeah. <laughs> but that got me thinking as well when I was looking at that topic was the fact that I am going to be doing a big European kind of dream road trip I'm going back on Mob Ball Rally this year You've which done I'm that already, so right? excited about yeah I did it two years ago with Paul Wallace in a Rolls Royce Phantom I did the USA rally that year as well but last year I did neither I went and found Modball in Geneva for all of 20 minutes, but I didn't either. And it really pained me to do neither or any Modball activity. So this year I'm back in, I'm back on for the big European rally. I can't freaking wait. I'm so excited. And you took, you took a role. Rolls Royce Phantom. Rolls Royce Phantom. And so it got me thinking, what am I going to take this year? Because the Phantom was actually kind of awful. I mean, it was amazing for you the morning. really awkward in that car as well. Oh, I thought I see <laughs> you. You and Paul are really <laughs> Off we go. Because it was blue camouflage and we were dressed in blue camouflage. <laughs> I was thinking more about the girls in the back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither of us knew how to behave. Hello, hello. Where can we take you? Hello. Um, but, but the thing is, is that it was a great car for being comfortable when we were both hanging out of our bums after the big nights out because mob wasn't much about That's partying about, it's right? about driving it's drive all day party all night but it didn't you know when we arrived in towns and people were revving the tits off their Aventadors or we were on the mountain roads from Lyon to Monaco and everyone was hammering it we had nothing we were just boating around and so it, it didn't work and we both said at the time as nice and comfortable as this has been and probably great for our first ever supercar rally we would never do it again in something like that so it got me thinking what do I want to do because I still wouldn't want to be in an event door or a hurricane. I want to be comfortable because it's a lot of motorway driving. The majority of it is go. motorway driving. Go on. FF. Oh, Tony. FF. Or the Luso. Because I'm not going to be buying this. I'm going to try and borrow one. <laughs> so, and again, I'm not sure Ferrari is actually going to lend me a Luso to go on a rally. But that would be probably the perfect car. It would be. Like the GT2 RS on the Stelvio Pass. <laughs> <laughs> V12 Luso Novatech 
or just crazy rap. Again, good impression. Um, there was a yellow Lusso on last year's rally, and it did look awesome. But the comfort you're going to have, get a good old panoramic roof. You can have four of your mates. Yeah, three of, of your room. Mates, three of your mates. Um, I mean, you just nailed it. That was supposed to be a whole discussion topic, and you've literally <laughs> just smashed it in one. Could Maybe we're at Yeah, cool. Oh, we're at 33 minutes. Yeah. Well, there we go. Perfect. Look, clock watcher Tony. That is That has worked out incredibly well. Um, so that brings the end to... I guess episode one of 2018, the new format of Behind the Glass. I smashed say, it. Well, I, I hope so. Yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I hope you watching have enjoyed our return to video format. Make sure you are subscribing for future episodes. As I say, Tony's going to be coming in and out as and when I have other friends. Um, for those of you listening, you can still follow and subscribe on soundcloud.com forward slash seen through glass and on iTunes to search Behind the Glass in the podcast section and make sure to hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Let us know what you want us to be talking about in future podcasts and we will catch up with you guys very very soon bye 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 planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 